0: Welcome to Subject to Change with Stephen Lentz. I interview business owners and execs and take a look at who they are, what they do, and where they come from. There's no script. We talk about our businesses, passions, and anything else we want to. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Subject to Change. I'm Stephen Lentz, and today I'm talking with Andrea Jensen, the Cash Flow CFO, the owner and founder of How are you doing, Andrea?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Oh, I'm excited to talk with you. I work a lot in the digital marketing space. And one of the things that I come across is kind of fractional CFOs and CMOs and like that whole pseudo temporary executive level position.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: it fascinates me because I don't think a lot of people really have a lot of experience there. And so Mm -hmm. I'm curious as far as like your take and how you got there, what that is and what that means to you and what that means to the businesses that you provide. So I know a whole lot and you can't just answer all of those at once. So why don't we start with, you know, who are you? Where did, where did you come from?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I love your, your, the way you introed the conversation, right? Because it is really becoming a big thing, um, having these fractional roles in a company. Um, so that is, that plays into, you know, who I am and, and how I ended up where I'm at now is that I came from corporate, um, you know, accounting, I've worked for venture capital firms, private equity firms, and, um, and I, there's so much out there that I just have a passion for working for entrepreneurs. I myself am a fourth generation entrepreneur and I've seen um, the good, the bad and the ugly, right. All through my, my career working in, in corporate and also just, you know, being a fly on the wall in the family businesses that we've been a part of. Um, and, and I realized like there's a big gap, right. There's a big gap in the, the quality of information and the financial education the financial empowerment for those business owners to really understand um, how to best grow their business how to be most profitable um, and how to really leave that Legacy Mark by building a very stable business that's going to be around for a long time to serve their clients their customers support their team their teams families and all of the things that you know um, money, allows you to do as a business owner. And so that's really where I, I decided, you know, corporate wasn't the the path for me. I wanted more impact and I wanted to um I wanted to have more, you know, when you're working in a corporate environment, you're usually a, a cog of a really big wheel. And that's really all you are exposed to. Um, and I wanted to have more of the, you know, I love the way that that businesses work. I love business models. I love tinkering with them to see how can I make this more profitable? How can I make this more sustainable? How can I make this thing grow? And so being in corporate, you know, you you had a very limited viewpoint, but going into business for myself and starting the company that we have now, which is the cash flow CFO, we help um, entrepreneurs, business owners, we help them identify. Hey, is your business model profitable? Um, you've you've come to me and said, I'd like to double my revenue next year, and our <laughs> response is awesome. Let's do it but let's find out, can you do it with the model you have? And if so, great, we're going to show you how to set up a budget, a forecast, how to set your marketing budget, how to look at what's your cost per you know client acquisition, what's your customer lifetime value. We're going to look at all those things and help you to create this profit roadmap that's going to help you scale the business um, while still being financially responsible and um, making sure that, you know, as a as a business grows, that it's a cash eating machine. And so you have to be on top of that and be proactive versus reactive. Um, And so that's what we help our clients do. It's, it's, uh, it's our passion. And it's really where we get to put our brains and our experience on somebody else's business and help them tinker with it to get that model super dialed in, to make sure that, you know, when they say, here's my one, three, five-year financial goals, we're setting them up for success so that they're going to hit those.
0: That's cool. A couple of things I want to unpack on that. But when you say we, is that the royal we, or is that like you have a team of fractional CFO people?
1: Yeah. We've got about 30 on our team right now. Um, and we support clients all over the U S so our team is all over. Our clients are all over. We're very, um, Uh, you know, loving the whole virtual that we've been virtual since day one. And now after COVID, everybody else is now virtual. And we're like, all right, welcome to the party. This is the way way of the future. Mm -hmm. No, it's
0: very cool. So is everyone on that team of 30 plus people? Are they all C-level executive fractional ability people?
1: No, actually, we've got all different skill sets, which helps us be, um, number one, help the client get the biggest bang for their buck, because Mm -hmm. we have a team of staff accountants, accounting managers, controllers, CFOs, financial analysts, and we will custom- customize a, a financial team to support the business based on That's their role cool. and what they're up to, which means you don't have to go out and hire any of those roles full-time in your business, or you don't have to know how to hire those roles or train or, you know, all of the things that go along with that. So we really are like a plug and play, um, accounting division, financial division of a business, um, who's growing and doesn't have the, the cash, um, or the means to bring that that type of team in full time in house.
0: Yeah, that's for everyone who's listening. That's super powerful. Like the ability to bring on not just that position, but a whole team that fills out everything that position needs. Like mm-hmm. that's that's incredible. So the other thing I want to go back to is you said fourth generation entrepreneurship, but then you also said you were in corporate. So was like your path to entrepreneurship that seems broken, right? Like I'm going to go into into corporate. So being your own boss with your own business. Is that not something that you really wanted or where did that kind of that switch come from exactly? And like growing up with entrepreneur family members.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I started working in the family business at a young age, um, literally, you know, busing tables and doing dishes in the family restaurant when I was, you know, in high school and, um, through college, I worked there, you know, kind of on and off and, and then, um, I loved, and I still do love, I love money. I love the way that money um, flows through a business. It flows through an economy. It flow like there's just, there's so much there to learn and study. And it's, it's truly fascinating. And so when I went to school, I, um, I got my degree in international business um, and accounting And so I thought corporate was like, oh, once you get here, you've made it. Like, that's the best thing you could do. And so here I was climbing the corporate ladder and just really feeling like, hmm, I think there's more out there than this. And and, and looking back too, it's like, once I learned all of the skills that I had acquired going up the corporate ladder, and then looking back at, at my parents, you know, running their businesses, there was a lot of holes that like, Oh, if I wish they would have known this, or I wish I would have known this to help them with this as they were, you know, doing their business. Um, So that's really what kind of pulled me back into that. And I wanted to take what I'd learned and acquired those mm-hmm. skills. Bring it back and be able to go. Hey, let me show you a better, faster, easier way. Um, and that all goes back to the financial data, right? Your business is a data machine. Whether you realize it or not, everything that you do, every decision you make, it influences some form of data. And so, being able to read that, whether that's a, a P and L statement. Um, whether that's looking at, you know, the, the sales conversion rate, how many leads came in, how many of those did you make clients? What was your average transaction price? Like so many of those little tiny data points can make a huge difference on a company's top line and bottom line. And so that's what I wanted to, um, you know, take that, what I had seen and been a part of and, and helped create and incorporate corporate and bring that to the small business and when I say small business, I'm not talking about, you know, like the, the definition of a small business is under 500 employees. So it, it could be, you know, a very high revenue generating sure. company and still be considered small. So, so those are the types of businesses that I'm, I'm talking about.
0: No, yeah, It's very cool. And it's in the family business, did your parents have multiple businesses or was it just the restaurant?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my mom owned her own business. My dad owned his completely separate industries. She was in the healthcare um, industry. And, um, and yeah, so I, I got to see two very different, um, types of businesses.
0: That's very cool. And so was the restaurant, was that passed down? Is that why that's like multi-generational or did your grandparents have other businesses as well?
1: Yes. So uh, the restaurant, my dad bought it when he was 22, I think from his uncle and it had, yeah. So he was third and then um, we kept the business going for a while and then he retired and we let the business retire with him. Although it's still in the family, there's other locations, um, but my dad has stepped out and we, we didn't step into that role.
0: That's very cool. Do you want a name drop? You don't have to. Thanks. The restaurant? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's called the barbecue pit. I'm in Southern California. Mm -hmm. So in San Diego, so there's quite a few um, locations still, still operating and best barbecue sauce you will ever, ever have. I bet money on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's very cool. So you brought the, you got the information, the knowledge, like, Hey, this would be so good for my parents. Right. And you were like, Hey, I want to do this for myself. So how did you make this team that you have That incorporates a whole division of labor and work Mm -hmm. like when you started out you're like hey i've got this knowledge how did you put that into building your uh, essentially agency
1: yeah well uh uh it wasn't just a, a very straight path right it never is Um, When you leave corporate, there's a lot of things that you know how to do well, but in the whole scheme of running a business, there's a lot of things that you don't know, Um, how to sell, how to market, things like that. I was like, wait, I have to tell people what I do. (laughs) They're not just going (laughs) to come to me. Okay. And, you know, Mm -hmm. as as an accountant, I'm pretty introverted, right? I like spreadsheets. I like putting my head down and diving into a project. And here I, you know, had to learn these other skills to go out there and really you know round out the way that i um you know told people about what we did and how i set my pricing and all the things like that so um when i left corporate i actually picked up a few clients and was their cfo and i found myself going into their offices and working you know one day a week and pretty soon i kind of like a little light bulb went off and I went, huh, I traded one boss for now four or five different bosses. This wasn't how I envisioned it either. <laughs> so it was a little bit back to the drawing board. Wow. So I started, um, yeah, you know, selling my bookkeeping services and building a team on the bookkeeping side, because that was a much easier sell to get people to understand you know, what it was that we do. And then I had to make that shift to go, okay, now we offer this next level of services. And so not all of our clients at that time were the right fit for those, but it gave me the confidence to have those discussions because I'd already built this other division that was super, um, it was growing fast. It was profitable. The team was, you know, growing, we were systematizing everything. So I'm really big on systems and documentation. So SOP is a project management software things like that. So we put those foundational pieces together um, as we grew. And then once I was ready to go, okay, now I'm already offering these services as the CFO. Let's bring in more people because we had so much demand for that service. Um, Because our clients were, were seeing what we were doing for them and they would tell their business owner friends and then it just would spread. So we have pretty much built our business. I'd say 95% referral only. Um, and yeah, we're seven figure business now.
0: That's great. How long do you have a, a client for like, what's kind of the shelf life for a client as a fractional entity?
1: That's a great question. So it really depends on what the business owner's goals are. Um, we have a lot of businesses that come in and they say, "Hey, we want to increase the valuation of our our entity, and then we want to exit." And so we will help them do that. You know, there's five key things that will increase a business's valuation. We, you know, in our role in the financial seat of the business, we can directly affect three of those, and so we're constantly working on fine tuning those. Um, and then we help them, you know, uh, we put together an investor deck and we help them shop it and we take them through the whole process, um, of, of selling or being acquired or, you know, whatever that might look like for their exit.
0: That's very cool. So how long do you think like your on average, your shelf life, lifetime value LTV of a client? what, What would that be for you?
1: Yeah, I would say it's somewhere between three and five years, um, and it's probably going to be longer than five. But that's how long we've been offering the CFO full service um, offering. Mm-hmm. But a lot of clients they come in because they they know we can help them get a higher multiple for their business, and so those are going to be the three year ones that are like, let's we've got a plan. You know, in three years I want to sell my business for X amount of money, and then we work backwards and and make sure that that happens.
0: Sure. And for people like what other types of clients would be your ideal client? Not necessarily just people who are looking to sell, but what, where is like, Hey, this is a great idea for my business. Who are those people?
1: Yeah, honestly, every single business owner, I would love to get them access to the services that we provide because it's so, so, so instrumental in making the business owner's journey so much more enjoyable. Um, imagine having a budget built out that you could share with your team and your marketing team knew exactly how much they could spend per lead, or they, they knew exactly you know how much that they had in ad spend. Um, imagine your operational team. They knew how much their software's expenses should be. They knew how much they could hire that next level person for. Um, so we helped them map all of that out into a budget based on the revenue projections based on, you know, identifying all of the, the little components that go into making that. But then it's, we create a management dashboard for them. So every month they're looking at budget versus actual, they're looking at those KPIs, the key performance indicators that are telling them, am I on track to hit my one, three, five-year financial goal? And at the same time, the whole time we are trying to, um, we're creating more value and we're really setting up the business as an asset to create personal wealth for the business owner. So we're doing all of these things in conjunction at the same time. Um, So that's why I say, I wish every business owner had this resource available to them. And um, so as far as like revenue wise, like when is the right time to bring in Mm -hmm. a fractional CFO? We get that question a lot. Um, I would say if you have a complex business model you're going to need a, a fractional cfo if you have um fast growth goals like you really want to um you know you've got a good business you've got a good business model and you're like okay i just need somebody to help me pull the pieces together um you'll you should be bringing in a fractional cfo and if you just get to that point where you're like i can't keep my arms wrapped around all the financial comings and goings of the business you need somebody at that higher skill set. Um, we often have clients that tell us, Oh gosh, I keep asking my tax preparer, my CPA, help me put these things together. And I, I don't ever get what I'm looking for. And or they'll ask their uh, bookkeeper, mm-hmm. I keep asking my bookkeeper to put together a projection for me. And it's like, Well, you're asking the wrong skill set for the wrong thing. And so that's why the business owners um, are left wanting more. Um, you know, if you look at a tax CPA, they're they go deep in tax education and experience, but they don't necessarily have the managerial accounting experience that a CFO does. So, um, you know, yes, they're very smart and they're very financial oriented, but they're just not built to do what um, a CFO does in a business. So if if a business owner is at that point where they're struggling to get these answers of how much should I spend on, you know, different things in the business, or when can I afford to hire the next person? And how much should I be paying them? Um, you know, how am I creating more profit in the business? How do I set my pricing? Those are all CFO type questions um, that if you're bumping up against those, you you might want to look into a service like ours.
0: That's very cool. And then the value side of that then, right? Like, do you see that you save your clients for money or that they make more money? Like, where does the value piece come in from? Not just having the data, but like, Follows the wrong word because Fallout's usually negative, but the, the benefit of yeah, having absolutely. this, where does that show?
1: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So yes, we, we typically, we see a four to six times the investment you make with our service. Um, we'll get that back for you in 90 to 120 days because we're helping you set your pricing correctly. We're helping you, you know, be in the right percentage, um, margins for each of the different things that your business does. So like, for example, when you, you know, as a service-based business, you should have your cost of goods. It's it's really cost of revenue, but for a service-based business, but we keep it simple cost of goods. Um, it should be between 40 and 50% of your sales price your GNA should be 20%, your marketing should be 10%. So if you follow that, you've got 50, 60, 70, 80, 20% is your profit. So when we come in and we look at a business, we sort everything out because a lot of times your PL is just, it's all mixed, right? You don't have that clear where you can just quickly do a calculation. Well, right there, we can save you know a lot of money for the business. We can also make you a lot more money because most times the pricing isn't set correctly. And so they're leaving money on the table. The other thing is, is that we're building that 20% profit into everything that the, the business model is there to do. So it's not an afterthought, right? And a lot of times we'll tell a business owner, hey, we love you. We love what you do, but your business model is flawed. Here's how to fix it mm-hmm. so that you can be profitable and you can deliver what you're selling um, in a in a reasonable way that the client is happy, your team is happy. Not everybody's you know stressed out trying to to do all these things, and so that's where we come in and we do the tinkering piece. We're always giving advice, right? We're not just saying here's your financials. Uh, we're saying. Here's what's working. Here's what's not. How do we do more of what's working? Let's collaborate on that. Here's some recommendations to mm-hmm. fix what's not working.
0: No, that's um, really great.
1: And in addition to that, we're always looking at different, like we read tax code for fun. Like we're always <laughs> looking at what's out there right now that could our clients could benefit from. So when COVID happened, I can't even tell you. I haven't sat down and calculated how much money we got for all of our clients, but we applied for every grant, every loan program that was out there um and we we attended every webinar that the SBA put on. Like we were front and center of what was coming down the pipeline and we would look at each client individually and go, "Hey, this applies, this applies. We're going to apply for this. We're going to do this." You know, so like it's it's having that um that financial executive who's steering the ship not just telling you okay you you would qualify for that no we're doing it for you so our clients see their return on investment time and time again you know as they stay with us
0: that's awesome it's very cool yeah. um what are the kind of what would you say are the big issues that cash flow cfo is overcoming right now in your stage of growth and development what what are your problems and how are you overcoming them
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. We've gone through a lot of iterations as we have grown. um, You know, one thing we did was we have our uh, signature process, right? Our, Our method of how we get the results that we do for each of our clients. As our team has grown and we have more people delivering that service, we had to standardize it. Um, which is something that I think is actually unique about us and that sets us apart from other fractional CFO um companies, mm-hmm. is that all we're not just a, a group of individual providers. Everybody's following the same 12 month, 24 month, 36 month delivery process mm-hmm. so that we can say it's like baking a cake, right? You know the ingredients, you know the order, you're gonna get a great cake. Same thing with our services. So we have that going. Um That was uh, like, I have two children and I feel like that was like, I gave birth to this whole process of how we do what was in my head for so many years was like probably one of the hardest things as a, an entrepreneur that I've had to sit down and be disciplined to do, but we've got delivery guides for every single call. We've got like a, a, 30-day training program that our new CFOs come in. They go through this so that everybody is speaking the same um, speak. And, you know, that's one thing that I kept getting feedback from time and time again from our clients is you make me feel so calm. You just have this like way about you that um, we can have these complex conversations, but I don't ever feel like I'm stupid. I don't ever feel like, oh, I made these bad choices before it's like here's the situation here's how we're going to fix it going forward and and that's all that matters because that's all we can affect right so i wanted all of our cfo's to carry that same um that same comforting inviting uh safe space right to have these conversations because when you're talking about money and you're dealing with a business owner there's so much personal um energy around the money that's in that. And we have to be able to navigate that, right? We want to get the best results for our clients. So we need them to feel comfortable opening up about all of the different things that are going on with the money in their business. Um, So that was, that was one thing that um, as we grew, we had to standardize, um, which was a big deal. And then as The team gets bigger and the number of clients that we serve gets bigger. You know, we're we're creating our org chart is bringing in more layers of management, right? So um, that's not a direct revenue producing position. So we have to layer it in because we speak, we walk our talk, right? If we're telling a client, these should be your percentages for how you're operating your expenses, we you know we do it ourselves too and so it's that fine line and it's that little like balance game of sell deliver add these layers of management positions in sell deliver and just keep you know repeating that process so those are some of the things that you know we're always tinkering with and we're always you know we use our business model um, to try some new things. And then what we find works, we bring it to our clients and go, Hey, here's, you know, something that we have implemented. We've had great success. It might work you know, well with your business model. And so we're constantly, you know, doing that internal development on our company. And, you know, honestly, all the decisions we make is, does this increase the valuation of our business? Is this in the best interest of serving our clients? our team members, like we treat our, our team members, like they're our clients, our, our management's role is to support them and make sure they have all the tools that they need to take care of our clients. So it's just this win-win situation. So it's constantly evolving that and, and adding those layers, right. To make sure everyone's taken care
0: of. That's very cool. I had like three questions and they all just left me. So it's, <laughs> they'll come back. Yes. Um, so someone's like, hey, this sounds really cool. This is very interesting. Where do they go to find you?
1: Yes. Uh, so our website is called thecashflowcfo.com. And you can check us out there. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. Um, you can go and and I'm giving lots of tips um, on how to you know run a profitable business um, on YouTube. So you can go check that out. We have a Facebook group um, money secrets of seven figure, um, business owners. Yes. That's the name. And um, <laughs> oh, I can give, uh, if you go to our website, you can access all of that from there. Um, so that'd be a good place to start off.
0: That's great. And Andrew, before we close it, is there anything that you wish that I had asked you or that you wanted to revisit or anything that was just particularly interesting that you want to leave with?
1: Yeah, no, I, I love the conversation. I think it was great. You asked some great questions. Um, I would just leave, you know, all the business owners listening to this. It's okay to be profitable and make money and take care of your team and serve your clients well. And you're just, uh, you know, money gives you a seat at the table, right? And it gives you opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise have. So I would just, you know, encourage and and hopefully I've inspired some of the business owners out there to seek out this type of um expert guidance that can help them fine tune their business model so that, you know, they're doing what they love in the world. They're making money at it and, um, you know, and just contributing back into the, the whole big economy of how everything works. And, um, yeah, I hope that they're able to, to, um, bring some of that into their business and, and help them.
0: That's phenomenal. Well, thank you so much for being on subject change and everyone else. Thank you for listening thank you for listening to subject change please like subscribe leave a review of our podcast and if you have any questions if there's a business you would like to see featured on our podcast or a niche or something you want to learn about drop us a message or an email and let us know be happy to to interview someone and answer those questions thanks again for listening